When people get desperate, the knives come out. Welcome to the pilot episode of the RD Films Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Drever, and for the time being, the only host. As I stated before, this is a pilot episode of the podcast, so please bear with me over the next few weeks until I get myself doing these more streamlined, but I do hope you enjoy it. This opening episode will hopefully highlight what my weekly podcast could be, with the hope of getting guest hosts to come along so that it is not just me talking at you. I'm hoping that this will become a weekly podcast released every Wednesday on a variety of platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The podcast comes with a spoiler warning as some of my discussions may unwittingly reveal key moments of the film, so I'm saying sorry in advance. In this podcast, I will be covering all genres of film, including what would be considered mother masterpieces, to guilty pleasures and to fat out bad films. If you like this episode, please give us feedback, as without feedback we won't improve and get better. And please share this podcast with your family and friends. And finally, without your support, I wouldn't be able to do this, so I'll always be grateful. This week I'll be doing a full spoiler discussion about one of the best films of 2019, Knives out. Knives Out was written and directed by Ryan Johnson, whose previous films include Looper and Star Wars The Last Jedi. The least said about The Last Jedi, the better. The film stars Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, Anna de Armas as Marta Cabrera, and Christopher Plummer as Harlan Frombry. The IMDb plot synopsis is, a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric and combative family. Knives Out is a whodunit, and whodunits are very special to me. One of my favourite game series of all time is called Danganronpa. Each chapter of Danganronpa involves a murder that the main character has to solve. Another game I love is called Persona 4. This has a murder mystery plot element to it also. But going into live action whodunits, Murder She Wrote and Agatha Christie's Poirot are two great examples of whodunits produced for the small screen. But we also cannot forget Columbo with the famous line, just one more thing. Knives Out could have easily been uninspired and boring, but it wasn't. A recent example of a whodunit which was boring is Kenneth Branagh's interpretation of Murder on the Orient Express. A film that takes a story that is very well known, but it doesn't do anything new, or doesn't do anything to spice things up, so that it's engaging and interesting. Instead, it is so boring that you're just waiting for the reveal of how the murder was done. Which, if you've seen the original film, or the TV adaptation, or you've read the book, spoiler coming, but you know who the murderer, or should I say, murderers are. So it's refreshing that Knives Out is a smart, engaging, and well-made film. Ryan Johnson is known for trying to subvert expectations. And while I think it didn't work with The Last Jedi, it works very well in this film. But before moving on, let's discuss a very noticeable aspect of this film. Daniel Craig's accent. I love this accent. It reminds me of Poirot's accent, so it fits his character well as a clever and good detective. Continuing on with the acting, all of the acting is strong. 
Anna de Armas is a real standout. It is just a shame that a couple of characters are not utilised fully throughout the film. The film is beautifully shot. In a film where location is important to the story, it is great that you as the audience know the general layout of the Frombe mansion. As if the cinematography wasn't as strong, it would have made the reveals harder to understand. The film is both beautiful looking and sounding. The soundtrack fits the film well and is very well used. But now I'm going to move on to a more spoiler filled discussion. If you want an unspoiled experience of this film, back out now. The podcast is still going to be here. I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> I'm gonna live, live. Twisted web. We are not finished untangling it, not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? <laughs> so now we are in the spoiler section. As I've stated before, Ryan Johnson likes to subvert expectations, and the film's first big subversion shocked me. In the opening moments, it is revealed that Benoit Blanc wasn't the character we would be following the events of the film with. Instead, we are following the film through Marta's eyes. And to me, this was a smart decision. Marta is the caretaker for Harlan, and has an interesting character trait, that she cannot lie. If she does lie, she will vomit. While this is used for comedic effect, I think it is also smart, as it sets up that Marta is a reliable narrator. Her lying trait is used effectively to confirm the potential motives of other family members. I also didn't expect to see the whole night of the murder play out from Marta's perspective. It felt very inspired by Columbo, which was famous for showing the murderer commit their crime during the opening moments of the show. But it was a unique take to see it from a character who is completely innocent. During the beginning investigations, different family members are interviewed by the police, so the police can get a sequence of events for the night of the murder. Because of this, we get to see the characters tell their side of the story, and how each of the family members remember the sequence of events differently, with a noticeable scene being each family member sees themselves standing next to Harlan when the birthday cake was brought in. Every statement a character makes gives us the vital clues we need to work out how the murder took place, and we get important clues even from Harlan's mother, Grandma Formby, who just seems to appear from out of nowhere and is a key character to revealing who the murderer is. The family members also highlight how greed can drive people to be nasty and downright horrible. Using personal information about Marta, like the fact that her mum is an illegal immigrant, to drive her away, even though Harlan has always been good to her. To Harlan, Marta was more than just a caretaker, she was like family, but the rest of the family don't see her that way. This is highlighted when the family are arguing over immigration and during the argument Don Johnson's character just gives his dirty plate to Marta for her to deal with, which highlights the fact that the family only see her as a maid or a family servant. The family are so self-obsessed that each family member thinks they know Marta but no one really does. In fact, not one of them can actually tell you where Marta was originally from, with every member giving a different answer. They also try to stab each other in the back, as each key family member 
tells Marta that they wanted her at Harlan's funeral, but were outvoted by the other members of the family. All of their self-obsessions and greed end up backfiring though, as it is revealed that Harlan has left everything, and I mean everything, to Marta in his will. What is cool about the will reading scene is that the lawyer who is dealing with the will is played by Frank Oz in a rare live action performance. Frank Oz is most famous for being the voice of Jedi Master Yoda in many Star Wars films and also worked alongside the late great Jim Henson on The Muppets and The Dark Crystal. But back to the film. This change to the will brings the knives out in the family since they are getting nothing from the will. Their view on Harlan's death changes. Before the will reading, they all say the father committed suicide, but after the will reading, they desperately wanted to be classed as murder, as if it is classed as murder, the Slayer Rule could take effect. The Slayer Rule is a rule that stops a person inheriting property from a person they murdered. This rule is important to the final reveal. But at the birthday party, Harlan tells Ransom he's changing his will. So knowing this, Ransom plots to frame Marta for murder, so that the Slayer rule would take effect and he and his family would get their inheritance back. His plan is simple, swap the contents of Harlan's medicine so that Marta unwillingly gives him the wrong dosage leading to his death. But due to an incident with a go board, Ransom's plan doesn't really go well. While playing Go, Harlan's medicine ends up on the floor. Marta picks up the medicine and without looking proceeds to give him his daily dosage without looking at the vials. Marta then panics as she thinks she's given Harlan a lethal dose as the labels don't match the feel of the bottles. But since Ransom switched the contents of the vials, she actually gave Harlan the right medicine. However, she wouldn't have needed to look at the labels to work out which medicine is which. It turns out she knows the difference between the two medicines by the weight and the viscosity of the fluid. So she didn't need to look at the labels to know which one was the right medicine. This is highlighted when Benoit tests her during the reveal. Speaking of the goal game, there's an important plot aspect set up, a hint to things to come, and a nice wee easter egg dropped in. While in the room they play Go, Harlan mentions that he can't tell the difference between the real and fake knives that he has in his mansion. This plays into the ending when Ransom tries to stab Marta but the knife isn't real. When Marta reveals to Harlan that she thinks she has given him the wrong medicine, he says he should write this down as switching the contents of the medicine is a good murder plot. This is a nice wee nod to the ending as Harlan describes Ransom's plan. And the easter egg is that Harlan jokes about becoming a morphine addict. This is an obvious reference to legendary detective Sherlock Holmes, who is a known addict. But the real mystery of the film is, where is Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Joseph Gordon-Levitt either stars in or has a cameo in every film Ryan Johnson has written and directed. So where is he in Knives Out? Joseph Gordon-Levitt is one of the detective voices you hear on the TV show Marta's sister is watching at the beginning of the film. So since Knives Out 2 has been greenlit, I thought it would be interesting to briefly discuss what direction I think the sequel will head in. As it's confirmed, Daniel Craig will return as Benoit Blanc. To me, it would be interesting to see the film take a Poirot-style murder mystery and spin it on its head. Well, that has been the pilot episode of the RD Films podcast. Well, it was a very short episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked this and would like to see more content like this, let me know. So next week, I'll be covering The Raid and The Raid 2, as Gareth Evans' new show, Gangs of London, is out soon. So it's the perfect reason to discuss two of the best action films ever made. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>